This is Tekken Lorefi, the Tekken lore and lo-fi mashup you never knew you needed. And this is part two of our series on Jin Kazama, his story. In case you're new to the podcast, each character gets a four-part series dedicated to them. For the story episode, we take traditional Tekken lore and expand upon it in a fan fiction sort of way. The peripheral details remain true to Tekken, but we will fill in some gaps left in by the writers. The gap in the Tekken lore for this episode is at the heart of Jin's analysis episode. So if you haven't listened to that one, I suggest that you go check it out. What happened to Jin between Tekken 5 and 6 that caused him to go from being the hero to potentially beyond redemption? Jin's transformation appears abrupt, but perhaps we should have seen it coming long before. Without further ado, let's get to the episode. The Voice Speaks Go on, kill him. You know you want to. Jin thought he was hearing things as he was training at Honmaru Temple. His grandfather Heiachi had grown accustomed to afternoon naps after his tea. Jin liked to take this time to practice his Kazama-style karate, free from the possible punishment that would be handed to him had Heiachi seen what he was up to. Jin shook off the strange message and went back to his fighting stance. The old man is asleep. He'll never know what hit him. Now's the time. What started out as a gentle whisper in the back of Jin's mind started to get louder. And this time, Jin couldn't ignore what he was hearing. But why would he kill his grandfather? After all, Heiachi agreed to take him in, gave him a roof over his head, and trained him in Mishima-style karate. Sure, he had a temper, but any fighter at that level probably did. And best of all, they never had to talk about Jin's father. No, go away, Jin said sternly under his breath. Heiachi stirred in his seat, almost as if waking early from his nap. But instead, he just repositioned himself and started snoring again. Jin went back to his fighting stance and went through a series of punches against the wooden dummy. All of a sudden, he felt his arms tighten against his side and his body turning away from the dummy. Like one who is possessed, Jin stumbled towards Heiachi against his will. His body arrived just in front of the chair Heiachi occupied. Jin's face contorted in anguish as his fingers curled towards his palm. He brought his fist behind his hip and was about to swing upwards to crush his grandfather's nose into his skull. Just then, the snoring stopped. Heiachi's eyes opened slowly, out of focus. Jin's fist dropped and his body relaxed. He had regained control, but that didn't take away from the fact that he was in an awkward position. What are you doing here? Heiachi asked. Jin didn't know what to say, but he knew he had to come up with something to avoid being found out. Uh, there, there was a wasp flying around the dummy and it started making its way over here. I didn't want it to sting you. So that's it then, Heiachi responded incredulously. Don't interfere with the natural course of things. I'm no threat to it. If the wasp wants to sting me, let it be. Um, sure, I'll, I'll remember next time. Death Interrupted 
Look how they just left you here, tied up like this. Neither of them deserve to live. One of them would already be dead if it wasn't for you. I know, Jin responded. You remind me all the time. I'm glad I never acted on your terrible advice. Jin was back in Honmaru Temple, having just been defeated by scores of Tekken Force soldiers. He had the feeling if something didn't happen soon, he'd be on his way to an early death. If you listened to me, you wouldn't be here. So I'm not sure why you call it terrible advice. Just trust me next time, because I know how to get you out of here. I'm not trusting you no matter what happens. I remember what you did after Ogre, Jin said firmly, ending the conversation just in time for Heiachi and Kazuya to make their way into the temple. Just then, Jin saw something he had not seen before, but only experienced. Kazuya's body turned purple, and his forehead split to reveal a glowing red eye. Without lifting a single finger, Heiachi was thrown out the entrance of the temple, like a gust of wind carrying a tiny leaf. Devil Kazuya walked slowly toward Jin, chanting in a deep voice, Give in to the anger. Jin could feel his spirit swirling inside of him. Come on, Jin, let me free. No, Jin yelled, even briefly distracting Kazuya. But Kazuya continued his chanting, trying to draw out the devil inside of Jin. Hate me. Curse me. As this continued, Jin's body lost most of its strength and its ability to resist the voice inside of him. It's okay, Jin. Go to sleep. Then, complete darkness. Complete silence. Jin felt like he was in a void, left to rot for eternity. He turned around over and over again, hoping to see something, anything, or at least make out the edges of his surroundings. But the darkness was so thick, it was like he was suspended 100 meters under the ocean's surface. But then, a speck of white. It slowly made its way towards him. Then, it got brighter and brighter. All of a sudden, the light covered everything and Jin was surrounded by warmth. Jin, no. Just then, he saw his mother's face, and then, nothing. He was back in Honmaru Temple, standing over Heiachi, fully aware that his body was still transformed, but also fully aware of who and where he was. He looked down at his grandfather and said, Thank my mother. The Prophecy of Two Dark Stars You are a killer, Jin. You finally did it. Shut up! He was already dead. I let his spirit go in peace. Jin sat at the top of the Mishima Tower, the new leader of the family business. The voice in his head only got louder, braver, and visited more frequently. I wish there was a way to get rid of you for good, Jin cried. You forget who you're talking to. You'd be dead if it wasn't for me. I'm like the father you never had. And if your worthless life somehow didn't die, you'd be worse than dead. You'd be scum. Nothing but scum. Defeated by your grandfather, deserted by your father, and the reason your mother died. You should be thankful you have me. Look at where you are now. 
These conversations became commonplace in Jin's life in the weeks following the death of his great-grandfather, Jean Pachi. Somehow, even though it felt honorable, the killing of Jean Pachi had an adverse impact on Jin's soul. It broke some sort of seal, something that couldn't be undone. Sleep became less and less, hallucinations increased. Jin spent most of his nights locked at the top of the Mishima Tower. He would stare at the fireplace and, sometimes red, glowing eyes would peer back at him. Jin came across documents left by Heiachi, research papers on the devil gene. The first few papers were scientific in nature, something about an in vitro sterilization and super soldier project that failed. As he flipped through the rest of the documents, a bundle of tattered pages fell to the floor. They were browned from age, and there were characters that he didn't recognize, like some sort of ancient language. The margins of these pages were filled with markings, translations of the text. Azazel, the rectifier, was written at the top of the page. He read through it frantically. He felt something inside him stir whenever he saw the name Azazel. Halfway down the fifth page was a scribble, two dark stars. This phrase was circled several times. Jin knew it had to be important. The final page was torn in half. Jin searched everywhere for the final portion of it, but couldn't find it anywhere in the office. But Jin saw one more sentence on the back of this sheet, written in large characters. Must be in human form to be defeated. Only if enough chaos and destruction are in the world will Azazel appear. Jin ran to the filing cabinet, his back to the fireplace. He sifted through the drawers to find all the information he could find on the Zaibatsu's nuclear operations, the Tekken Force strategic materials, anything he could get his hands on. He felt like this was the only way to defeat Azazel and get rid of the voice inside of his head. But as Jin's back was turned to the fireplace, the red eyes appeared, and with them, a chilling smile. Releasing the Demon Out in the middle of the desert was an imperial tomb. Under normal circumstances, its guardian wouldn't be far away. Zafina had been guarding this tomb since childhood, but on this night, she was running to the highest point she could find. The moon was glowing red. This was the sign that she was afraid of since the day her guru told her the prophecy of Azazel. When the two dark stars collided, the moon would be covered in blood. She always hoped that she wouldn't be alive to see it, but she kind of knew deep down she would. The stars always told her what she didn't want to hear. Her life was destined to confront darkness. The next morning, the sky followed in the moon's footsteps. All above Zafina was a hazy red-orange glow. The occasional debris would fall to the sand, still ablaze. She had seen Jin's face in the sky long before she had heard the news about what an evil tyrant he had turned out to be, but it appeared he had finally done enough to disturb Azazel's temple. One large piece of debris caught Zafina's eye. It was glowing like a comet and it was headed straight for Azazel. When it made impact with the ground, the earth shook. Sand was sliding away from beneath Zafina's feet. A stone path appeared from underneath the desert floor. It led straight to the temple gate. Zafina walked along the path, taking it all the way to the end. The doors were heavy and the hinges were stuck after years of dormancy. 
With all the power Zafina could muster, the door cracked. She was able to pull it open all the way. To her horror, she saw the beast in physical form. Purple skin, red eyes, teeth that could rip your body apart in one bite. It lifted its head and turned in the direction of Zafina. She was paralyzed by fear. It walked past her and in a deep growl it spoke to Zafina. If you ever meet Jin, tell him thank you for finally listening to me. That's it for our episode on the Lorefy story of Jin Kazama. If you made it this far, thank you. It's an honor to have you as a listener. If you like the podcast, please subscribe to get updates on future episodes. And make sure to check back in for the rest of the Jin Kazama series. Stay tuned for more breakdowns of other Tekken characters. From the Lorefy League, get ready for the next battle. <laughs>